This is Free Talk Live, talk radio that you control. Call in and take control of the airwaves. That number is 855-450-3733. And with me tonight, it's Aria. Michael. And Mark. And we've got interesting news, uh, an interesting story, rather, about Elizabeth Warren, uh, Focahontas, as a lot of people like to call her for. Do, do either of you remember the actual genetic results about her testing for being a Native American? Wasn't yes. it something like 3%? Oh, you wish it was 3%. It's not even that. 0.3? It was like half of a percent or something, yeah, right? More than that. It's, it's like a, like a uh, big fraction. <laughs> well, there's less interest. Than, less, easily less than a percent. Uh, it sucks for her. I know. Somebody- I don't even know how you could get the percentage that she got while still being uh, like <laughs> white people only came to the continent in like the 1630s. Right. It had to have been somebody who, you know, immediately got with an Indian and then never had any more. And that was yeah. right. That was it. <laughs> um, so, you know, the child of somebody who immediately got with an Indian it doesn't make any sense. I don't know. There's probably a rape victim involved somewhere along the line. You're not wrong, unfortunately, such as the story of, you know, American history and the colonization of the planet. Oh, I mean, I'm pretty sure that the the, uh, the, the one little bit of a- a- Asian that I have in my uh, uh, past is, is probably some Mongol uh, from uh, Eastern Europe. Okay. And I'm Good. just saying it can go both ways. That's true. So you had an interesting experience today. I I want to hear about this because I've been having interesting experiences with banks as well, especially the one at which you had your experience. So what what happened? Um, I was going to the bank to open up an account. Uh, I had decided that uh, my business partner, Ian, since his uh, mission in life is to spread Bitcoin adoption far and as wide as possible. He's made some uh, banks very angry. Sure. And they really don't know what to do with him, so they just kind of get rid of him. Right. Well, since he and I uh, happen to be involved in some of the same organizations, the Shire Free Church being one of them, and the Shire Free Church being the main organization through which he does his... uh, you know, Bitcoin mission work, right? <laughs> Whatever you want to I call mean, this. It, it is a mission, though. And this is why I'm okay with, you know, making the money, making the profit doing it, because I'm helping people literally acquire cryptocurrency to escape the banks. I'm making it more accessible for people, because if they're using a lot of these exchanges and things like that, you know, you've got the hodl culture and all of that kind of crap. So people either hoard it or they spend it and have no simple, fast, easy way to replenish what they've spent. That's an important job. In uh, Ian's case, uh, it's a not-for-profit, and he's not trying to make profits. He's uh, he actually dumps the money that he you know whatever is you know made if you want to use those terms in, in air quotes back into projects that promote more cryptocurrency. So right. you know he's got the the you know he's the the white the the white knight paladin of Bitcoin out there and cryptocurrencies doing his thing. And all that's fine and dandy. The problem is, is that I'm probably the bard of Bitcoin. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> some at some point, um, it tends to harm me, right? So um, at first, I was, you know, all right, man, I'll sign this piece harm of paper. Harm might be a strong word. Okay, I'll I'll finish my story and you tell me. <laughs> um, and I, you know, even one of these little pieces of paper signed, so we could open these accounts, fine and dandy. Well, then uh, TD Bank and uh, Bank of America. 
you know, say, send us count cancellations. Oh, that's fine. And then they say, and you'll never have an account here again. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What about, hey, I haven't done anything here. And, you know, I realized I signed a piece of paper. So I did do something. And, um, you know, anyway, with my bank account, I've had this bank, uh, an account at this bank, uh, this uh, credit union for more than 15 years, I think. Okay. Or going on it somewhere, somewhere thereabouts. And you wanted to open up a personal account at the same credit union. I actually Correct. wanted to op- open up uh, an account for an organization, uh, but an organization That's why you were there today? that did not include Ian. Okay. Because I, I can see the handwriting on the wall, right? And at you know, some point or another, Ian's going to get his butt kicked out of there, too. And I don't want to get my butt kicked out of my bank. And... Um, I go in and they, or, you know, my wife goes in and they tell her, sorry, you can't open an account. Well, wait, why? Wait, what? They were going to let her do it. But then she sees the email address. Then they see the email address that she gives marketfreetalklive.com. Wait, oh, sorry. You can't have an account because the, you know, the ending of it at freetalklive.com is the same as Ian's. So you have some association with Ian and we can't nobody who has any association with Ian is allowed to have an account and i'm like but Ian's a member at this bank so everybody here's associated with him do you have an account and you know like so they're not able to define what association means you're trying to use logic, and that doesn't work. No, logic was not working in this circumstance. This, this, this is not what logic... The guy is... with whom I was speaking said, I purposely didn't call the uh, the back office because I didn't want to know what this is about. Well, so see, he, he was operating from ignorance in the first place. Couldn't you have been like, well, I need to know what it's about, so go call them and find out. He wasn't interested in doing that. Isn't that kind of his job? That, well, I guess if you're not a member... Well, he I have a no member, oblig- but he has no <laughs> obligation to it anyway. We're choosing not to do business with you. I said, but I have an account. You are choosing. We're not choosing not to do business in this way with you. All right. Well, and- I intend to go by there and open up an account. I'm, it should be fascinating. Well, good luck to you. They closed I- the one that I was using, but of course it wasn't actually in my name. It was in a friend's name. The part that uh, kind of confuses me about this whole thing is that if they wanted like it's keep your friends close and your enemies closer mm-hmm. kind of idea. If they wanted me to not do anything that was sort of bad or untoward with the account, and I don't know what they're what they're proposing. I don't even know, right? Like they're not they're not accusing me of having done anything, so I can't propose to know what is bad other than talking to Ian. Uh, that's you know basically all I can tell is is that. I work for a libertarian radio program. Ian works for a libertarian radio program. The people who run this bank are from Massachusetts, thus likely either Democrats or Republicans. I'm going to go with Democrats. And so Democrats don't want to do business with libertarians. This is political alienation and against the law. That's the best I can come up with here. But I'm not going to go and find a lawyer to fight this because I don't care. I'm not a crybaby Democrat. You know, I don't care enough to uh, to, to pay the money to to be able to, to, you know, go and sue them or anything like that. I don't want to do that. And so. Well, if, plus, I'm of the position they that they're a to private organization, at, so they should be able to discriminate against people on the basis of political ideology. I don't go with that crap. Um, I never have. If you go out there you. into the marketplace and you say, we're fair, just, and, e- and, and right and equal, well, then you darn well better be. Otherwise, um, you're going to operate by the rules that you purport, which is See, I the do law. agree with that. <laughs> they, they should follow their own rules and regulations and things like that. They say, we're not going to discriminate on the basis of political ideology, then they should not. 
And so if they wanted me to not do anything bad, why wouldn't they give me the account and then close it if I did do something bad as opposed to just simply not giving me this additional account where I then, um, you know, I now have an account. They haven't closed my accounts. They just won't let me open another one. So I have an account there that I could just scuttle um, if their problem is large cash deposits or whatever. I'll put together as much cash as I can. And I can deposit whatever. I don't know. Um, <laughs> they seem to not like wire transfers. I could do the wire transfers now. I have no reason to behave myself is what I'm saying. Right. If I would have a reason to behave myself if it gave me an account and said, well, don't do these things. Which things specifically? All right, those things, I won't do them. Uh, see, I would immediately do them. I wouldn't do them. <laughs> I just want a bank account. Why do you offer the service if you don't want people doing the things? And then Ian, of course, uh, Mr. Freedom over here, he's like, uh, oh, yeah, well, I can't promise you that I won't go get an account at the next bank you get and go and, you know, run right into the party and poop in the punch bowl um, <laughs> as soon as I'm getting things going. And, you know, somehow or another, I'm supposed to just consider that fair. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, he said he couldn't he couldn't like guarantee that he wouldn't, but that he had no intention of doing so. I've worked with him for more than 15 years now. That's I true. know when he says I can't guarantee it, <laughs> that sometimes that means he's going to do it. Yeah. Which like, is- like he's not lying. He can't guarantee it. It's because he's gonna. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. Anyway, interesting experience. I intend to go there within the next few days to open an account. This is the guy that said, let's move to New Hampshire. Maybe they'll build a giant dome over the state during winter time and keep the snow off and keep it warm. Did you believe that? A little bit. 855 This is Free Talk Live, talk radio that you control. Call in and talk about whatever is on your mind. That number is 855-450-3733. With you tonight, it's Aria, Michael, and Mark. And I want to tell you about the trading platform launched at Bitcoin.com. It's called local.bitcoin.com. And it actually respects people's privacy. There's no KYC to sign up for the site, although specific buyers and sellers may require a bit in order to do their transactions. It varies from trader to trader. Uh, Bitcoin.com doesn't hold any of the Bitcoin cash. It's 100% under your control at all times. It uses an escrow system, which if you use it correctly, it pretty much eliminates your chance of being scammed as a buyer. As a seller, you, you can still have to deal with chargebacks and things like that. But hey, that's just the cost of doing business. Right. When you're a seller, you're doing business and you should do your research a little more. When you're a buyer, you know, they should have a system that protects people who are trying to get in. Right. And the escrow system is perfect for that. Um, the seller puts the Bitcoin cash into escrow. The buyer sends a payment and marks the trade as complete. And at that point, the seller can't cancel the transaction. The best thing that could happen as far as a scam, the worst thing that could happen is as far as a scam to the uh, the buyer is that the seller is a scam artist and says, OK, everything's done. Send me send me your money. And uh, instead of using the escrow system that they have or releasing the escrow or whatever it is that they do, they, they you know, they, they just 
they they make mistakes, lots of them, yeah. um, early on. Basically. Yeah, never trade with someone who wants to do it outside of escrow at local.bitcoin.com. And you can buy using PayPal, Venmo, bank deposit, remittances, or even meeting in person with cash. It's also transfer wires, e-transfer. There's a huge list of ways that you can you know buy Bitcoin cash from normal people without dealing with corrupt institutions like Coinbase and all of those others who shall not be named. So go check it out. That's local.bitcoin.com. So you have a story about Elizabeth Warren that it seems is worth getting into. So what's... Yeah, I just love this thing. It's from ZeroHedge.com, and it's this is the sort of article that uh, made me a subscriber to Zero Hedge in the, the first place of uh, my RSS feed or whatever. And uh, it, it's just great. So... It's entitled, um, authored by James Howard Cussler via uh, Knussler.com, president of the Selfies. Unlike the 2016 Democratic presidential candidate, Elizabeth Warren doesn't radiate contempt, loathing, and horror at the task of mingling with the hoi polloi. For those of you who don't know what hoi polloi, it means the unwashed masses. She's become famous for staging lengthy sessions after campaign speeches to pose for selfies with her fans. The selfie seekers, you will notice, are all women. It's heartwarming as all get out. This is uh, this is at the center of uh, Warren's strategy for winning the next election uh, to uh, cage all the women's vote and become the president of all the women of the United States. No. Continue. It's a shrewd strategy to turn the election into a gender bonding contest, but shrewd elections. Is, Is that the word? Sure. Shrewd. I don't think that word means what you think it means. It's, it's not clever. It's not unique. I mean, the last one was a gender contest. I get it, but he's claiming that she's better at it. Oh. Well, she... That she, might be. Yeah, anybody's better. I'm better at being a woman than Hillary Clinton. Agreed. But elections have turned on equally fattiest premises pr- uh, pre- previously. Probably more often than not. Paradoxically, the lumbering President Trump with his bay window belly mystifying bouffant and fourth grade vocabulary and the grab him by the crotch approach to romance scored 53 <laughs> percent of women's votes last time around perhaps that was more of a reflection of his opponent's titanic loathsomeness than of trump's charms but it only underscores ms warren's gambit all she has to do is swing a generous majority of Americans. Can we call women. her Chieftain Warren? <laughs> he does have pictures here of her with a little a little feather in her uh, head. Um, a generous majority of American women over the uh, the other side. What you're talking about here is is that um, President Warren, or excuse me, uh, uh, candidate Warren for president. Uh, she at one point claimed to be part American Indian well, in order to get a job at Harvard. And well, since she's I, I, kind I, of worked it into her entire personality, right. so now she's ex- now she's apologized for it. It's like the apology is the part of the personality. Oh, has she? Yeah, she's like, I'm sorry, I lied for the last forty years. Lied about- isn't the way she uh, described it. No, I, I, yeah, but she's a politician. I, I don't expect a like, politician. You felt that way? Well, no. What she said was um, that uh, you know this was family lore that there was a. Uh, you know, an American Indian in there. And it's true, right? There was an American Indian there. I, do I don't know how. Fraction. It was one over 1,024. Yes. That's really far back. One, I'm surprised it could be that far back. One person in 10 generations. Okay, yeah. One person 10 generations ago. Yep, that's certainly possible if you're blue-blooded enough. And um, 
you know, so she said it was in their family lore, and everybody understands this, right? Like, if you have a family, and if they talk about, uh, you know, somebody back in the way back, usually an American Indian, and then you take the 23andMe test, I thought I was part American Indian, but I wasn't. You gave your DNA to the government? The government had my DNA. They weren't going to let me out of prison unless I gave it to them. Well, Fair point. Yeah, yeah <laughs> so, you're screwed at that point. Right. Uh, yeah, I, I got no reason not to uh, give my DNA to the government. <laughs> you know, I think I I grew up in the South. I think all three of us did. And I think that a lot of people have a story like that in their family history. Right. I, so, I certainly did. And I don't believe it. And so but, she just went ahead and said, sorry, I, I believe the story and, um, you know, went off. And I guess it's believable enough. People forgive her. She is in many ways an exemplar of her sex. She's made the best of her corn-fed Oklahoma looks. At 69, she capers energetically around the hustlings. Um, <laughs> Hold on. Is, is this a facetious article, or the, they actually support this lunatic named Elizabeth Warren? Oh, they don't support her, but uh, I think that they sort of very fairly categorize her, right? I, I don't Fairly? <laughs> Does she, she energetic? She bounds energetically across the room like a gazelle. Uh, hust, hustings and spanks and Nina um, McLemore jewelry. She's spry jewel like toned, a 26-year-old. Pop-collared jackets as though she were America's yoga instructor. <laughs> An appealing addition to her previous career as a distinguished Harvard law professor. She scores well on the feelings and sharing index. Qualities that most men can only caricature. Claiming to be a Cherokee was a forgivable way of sharing, sharing useful identities for career advancement. (laughs) That's good. That that is great. She has a palpable edge of anger about all the swindles and injustices in American life today, especially those spawned by, um, excuse me, spawned on Wall Street by the financial patriarchy. Hey, who can argue with that one? If she has a husband, she has, it's a Harvard Law professor, Bruce H. Mann. He might as well be hiding under a rock. Have you ever seen her husband? No. No? You haven't. (laughs) Ms. Warren's big sell at this point. Does she actually have a husband then? Yeah, I didn't know she had one. The the, the article claims she does. Okay. Interesting. I'll go on with this. I just love it. Maybe she claims to have a husband in the same way that she claims to be a Native American. Yeah. She have 1,024th of a husband? (laughs) Perhaps. What do you think about Elizabeth Warren and the current... Democratic field, 855-450-3733. Again, this 855-450-FREE is in free, free of Native American blood. Or use the Discord calling lines at discord.lrn. Divi is crypto made easy. Anyone can use Divi to securely and seamlessly spend, earn, store, or exchange digital money, the U.S. dollar, and euros. Divi is fast. Transactions happen in seconds with fewer fees. While other tokens are languishing, the Divi token price has increased 300%. Now's the time to make the switch to Divi. Or make your start with cryptocurrency with Divi. Visit diviproject.org. Divi is crypto made easy. Plus one-click master notes. Divi project.org again diviproject.org this is free talk live talk about whatever is on your mind using our toll-free number of 855-450-3733 with you tonight it's aria michael and Mark. And we're making fun of Elizabeth Warren here. 
So let's get right back into that. There's a very well-written article from, uh, where did you say it was? This is from Zero Hedge, but uh, the author uh, originally published it. The author is the, 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 uh, the has his own website, a blogger. Originally published it at Nestler, K-U-N-S-T-L-R-L-E-R.com. Uh, the thing I like about it is that it sounds like an endorsement of Elizabeth Warren, but it isn't. It's very similar to uh, JoeBiden.info, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Which paints it all very positively. Until, until you actually watch the video. Right. Yeah. And you start reading between the lines of what the actual words are saying. I love that kind of thing. So let's get back into it. Yeah, Ms. Warren's big sell at this point in the campaign is Medicare for All nationalized single-payer health care. The appeal is obvious. For one thing, other civilized countries manage to provide it for their citizens, and despite the counterclaims that uh, people like their health insurance, the world has probably never seen such a pitiless, odious racket as the current uh, system in the United States. I I would agree. Yeah, yeah. yeah because um, it's not insurance. Right. It's, it's Im- not imagine, free market either. No, imagine <laughs> using your car insurance to get your tires rotated. Or to get an oil change or something. And that's how people are using gas. that's how people are using their health insurance in the United States. And it's because doctors and hospitals and pharmacies and the insurance companies began working together to increase the rates of a doctor visit from forty bucks to hundred and fifty bucks. All you have to know is that under the Bush administration, before all this th- stuff came out, three out of every four dollars that were spent in health care were spent by the government. So to say that it was a free market would be ignoring three quarters of the spending in the marketplace. So what is it now? I would assume it's seven worse. eighths. I mean, I guess I will never. I will maybe never they're still forget. counting dentists and uh, plastic surgeons. I don't know. People just thrilled to death. Oh, the Affordable Care Act. We ha- we all have health insurance now, and it's like, no, you have a you have a sheet of paper telling you that you have to buy health insurance. And it doesn't matter if it costs you $2,000 a year or whatever, and you're 23 years old and in shape and don't need health insurance. You're either going to be fined for that amount or you're going to buy health insurance. That's that's not benefiting anyone but the insurance companies who needed to get those young, healthy people into the system in the first place to offset the cost of the fat people with diabetes. says here, ask the schnooks forced to take their kids to the emergency room who end up stuck with bills for $6,000 for a few stitches. Ms. Warren proposes something that would turn the medical industry into something more like the Motor Vehicle Bureau with doctors. A medicine woman? If you could <laughs> find any doctors who would willingly sign on, which I doubt, and of course, because it invokes such strong feelings of mater- uh, maternal sympathy, Ms. Warren has also avidly raised her hand to support free health care for illegal immigrants, too, as a companion piece to the Democrats' open border policy. Ms. Warren oh, so, might- Hold on. Was, what is she supporting? Free health care for immigrants, illegal okay. immigrants. And, and, and to make, make health care work like the DMV. Well, yeah, no doubt. Ms. Warren might win the nomination and even the election just on that portfolio qualities, especially if the economy goes into the tank under the golden golem of greatness. She is not going to beat Donald Trump. The only Democratic candidate with any chance of actually beating Donald Trump is Tulsi Gabbard. I think Tulsi Gabbard has the best chance. I think, however, that there, if, if the economy tanks and Trump doesn't seem to understand how the economy works, maybe I'm wrong. But <laughs> I tend to agree. 
if it tanks, then he's he's SOL. I mean, he's got some of the worst ratings out there. He's a very divisive character and managed to make it probably in large part because his uh, competitor was one of the most loathsome people to ever enter American politics. Well, so is he, though. And that's what's so tragic about the 2016 election is that. Sure. The 2016 election will stand forever as a beacon to how bad are the choices that the two party system gives us. Yes. No doubt. <laughs> exactly. However, if the Democrats recover only in the slightest, then they might just be able to pull this off. I'm say- That's all I'm saying. I don't think so, though, because they seem Warren to have nominated the- Joe Biden in the same oh, way that they nominated Hillary. Yeah, well, they predestinated George B- Joe Biden. Joe Biden's a terrible choice. I will concur with you. But one of the reasons is, is that he undercuts the best arguments against Trump. Trump is a vile human being. So is Joe Biden. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's okay. the point. Gotcha. Elizabeth Warren, on the other hand, far less vile. Like, is she, though? Yes. Far less vile. At this okay. point, she can it simply... Is, it is relative being a disgusting It is relative, right? Yes. So I would concur with you that Tulsi Gabbard would probably make it much easier for the Democrat, Democrats to win. However, then they don't get the funding from the military-industrial military complex that they claim to hate. And, no. but, but they don't. But, I mean, if she can beat Trump, it okay. seems... I'm not a Democrat. But right. That, that, That's the problem is they're never going to listen to us. They're never going to say, oh, well, you're, you're right. I mean, the whole time during the Democratic nomination, I'm like, Hillary Clinton's a crook. She, she stacked the deck. She did this. She did that. And nobody cared. It's like, well, you know, we got to take her because Trump and stuff and it just whatever. That's it, what's going to happen with Joe Biden as well. Right. The political process sucks. And it isn't well, going to get any better waste of time. by c- continuing to, you know, just let it go. Have you heard that uh, Tulsi Gabbard referred to taxation as theft on occasion? Yes, basically that uh, taxation's theft if you don't agree with it or something. Yeah, yeah, taxation's it, theft if you if you don't agree on what it's being spent on. Yeah. yeah, which I would agree with her. Yeah, but you know, once she gets in office, that whole taxation is theft thing is going to be in the wind. Yeah, I, I tend away. to agree. Yeah. I, I, I take... like that she's adopting libertarian ideas to further appeal to the libertarians who, like me, generally support her. I wouldn't vote for her because I'm not going to vote for someone who actually wants to use presidential authority. If I only vote on one issue. The president is the commander in chief, the military. The president doesn't make laws. So I don't care what Democrats or Republicans say about domestic policy. I wish that this would happen. Or that's what Elizabeth Warren's saying. I wish we had universal health care. She's a freaking um, representative, no senator. So she has more power to make health care, government health care happen now than she does as the president. All she's going to do is sign something into law at that point. However, the commander in chief does command the military. And so if somebody's sufficiently anti-war enough for me, I'll vote for him for president. If I was a single issue voter and war would be that issue. I'm contending that, in fact, a single issue, you should be a single issue voter when it comes to the presidency. I don't agree or disagree. I just haven't given it really any thought. Well, but now's I mean, your under, opportunity. Under that, I'm trying <laughs> to do radio. I can't talk and you can't think, think and talk at the, at same, the same, same time. But under that issue, if the issue, if I was a one single issue voter, uh, the issue would certainly be war because that's the hallmark of the state, right? So fewer war, 
necessarily implies a smaller state. I would vote for Tulsi Gabbard. I would vote for Tulsi Gabbard if she got the nomination, maybe. I don't know. I mean, But they're doing on, everything they can to keep her from getting it. It depends on who the libertarians put up. If that person is sufficiently anti-war, then— They're going to put up Mitt Romney or Justin Amash. <laughs> okay. Oh, it's going to be one of those two. All right. And they're both horrible. I'd have to look into Justin Amash a little bit more. I've heard good things about him, and I don't know much. He was a good liberty-leaning Republican. He's That's a about little... all I could expect to get uh, th- these days. Yes, which is why I have no association with the LP. (laughs) Well, you seem to have lower expectations of the Republican Party than you do the Libertarian Party. Yes. Okay. That's a fair point. (laughs) All right. Um, I mean, I've seen people wanting um, Bill Weld to come back. I was like, you realize he formally left the Libertarian Party to run as a Republican. And you're like, hey, we need to get this guy back. And some of the same people who said this just constantly demonize Republicans for... They're bigoted stances on a lot of positions and issues. But no, when it comes to gun-grabbing weld, it's suddenly acceptable. That's how it is. Yeah. Politics is just a dirty, dirty trick. It is. 855-450-3733. Again, that's 855-450-FREE, as in Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, talk radio that you control, 855-450-3733. And with you tonight, it's Aria, Michael, and Mark. And we've been talking about Elizabeth Warren uh, this hour in an article from Zero Hedge that quite rightly rips into her. And we've just been discussing politics in general, the upcoming 2020 presidential campaign. Sure to be entertaining, if nothing else. That's what I'm hang, hanging my hat on on this one. Yeah. I, I'm just here for the lulls. I would have liked to have I mean, seen the orb know, mother. There was a time when I was worried about the fate of my country. <laughs> at this point, I, at this point, I'm no longer worried about the fate of no, my country. No, I don't country. care. I know it's gone into the toilet. I have emotionally moved on, right? Like uh, I had a 1976 Cadillac Eldorado convertible, the centen- bicentennial edition, bedecked in flags. I mean, I was that guy. Really? And totally. And I you know, I, I real I've realized A that the government is a service organization and a terrible one. Right? Like this right. Is, United States government is certainly better than many governments out there. I'd rather be sure, here than but North it's a Korea. Really low bar. Indeed. It's like picking your favorite uh, shape of poo. Right? It's like going out <laughs> into the uh, the cattle pasture and saying, I like this cow pie best. And <laughs> Uh, you know, okay, that's that's all fine, but I don't. I mean, inti- if you have to pick one that's best, one I, will, by definition, be better than the others. I don't even intend to retire here, so I, like I'm, I'm not even planning on long term being in the United States. I think that it's, it, 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 you know, the death knell is ringing for this this thing, and you need to be considering your escape plan. I think you're correct. Uh, economically, at the very least, uh, the hegemony cannot continue on forever. The twenty trillion. Dollar debt, the inflation, the trade war with China, the rise of China economically, technologically, militarily, competition with Russia, Russia on the rise as well. And the United States is just constantly doing the same thing it's been doing since the start of the Cold War. 
which is acting like it's the biggest, baddest, most untouchable kid on the playground. Everybody, um, everybody acts like they understand that the mainstream media is this organization there to confuse us and set us up on the wrong trail or whatever. And then they continue to do all that stuff. Ladies and gentlemen, your country is $22 trillion in debt. It is spiraling down the toilet. If y'all don't do something soon, it is going to be irrevocable. And it's already irrevocable. Maybe. I don't know. I don't care. I mean, it's pretty clear it's irrevocable because of the inaction of the American people. Mm, They cannot get their they cannot get their heads out of their butts long enough to figure it out. So sorry, it was a republic if you could keep it. It hasn't been a republic in a long time, and it won't even be a nice place to live likely by the time your grandchildren are adults. So No, but a lot of this is necessary. Like it's it's a world economy now for better or worse. So the people of the United States, the workers, are competing with people in China, Indonesia and other places like that where they're totally happy making two dollars an hour. Right. If we just continually consume things and don't produce these objects ourselves, then we're operating as sort of as a, a a supernova that's just exploding everything out of it. That would be true if the um if if the currency were just right, like we're sure. bleeding currency. But the United States, in the form of the Federal Reserve, creates all the money that it wants. And therefore, um, the the problem is bigger. At some point, the nations of the world – I mean, think about this for a second, ladies and gentlemen. The United States Federal Reserve creates the dollars that almost all international contracts are denominated in. If you're China, if you're Europe, if you're Russia – do you like the notion that your contracts, especially contracts for life-giving oil, are denominated in U.S. dollars? Would you try to do something to undercut that? And if your answers was no, you shouldn't be in charge of any countries, you're a moron. If your answer is yes, then you need to understand that all the nations of the world are shooting for the king of the hill. And you can't just lollygag and dance <laughs> um, at the top of the hill and expect everything to be fine. And if you just go ahead and say that the liars and thieves at the top of the hill are going to take care of it. I'm talking about the politicians, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, the liars and the- thieves are going to take care of this because they always have. Understand, they're not patriots. Your patriotism is useful to them. Because it's part of how they manipulate us. Absolutely. They're going to go on to the next place. They're going to take their fortunes and their Learjets and their yachts, and they're going to pick up and they're going to go to the next spot. And then they're going to begin milking that cow because this cow's too old to milk anymore. And then we're going to be in here arguing about which bathrooms to use and why that football player isn't standing up for my favorite song. Let's go to the phones. We've got Olivia calling in from Arizona. Olivia, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, Aria. Hi. I saw your uh, your city council video. That's really exciting. Yours and Ian's. Thought awesome. y'all did a really good job. How's that going? Uh, thank you. Uh, it's going pretty well. I've gotten out there door knocking a couple of times in the last few weeks. Um, since I'm not going to be on FTL tomorrow, I intend to do it tomorrow as well. Is it terrifying for you to knock on doors? I mean, you're like six foot two with bright red hair. Do you wear a little skirt? I, I, sometimes. No, I meant door knocking. Sometimes. Okay. 
<laughs> is that terrifying for I, you? Why would it be terrifying? Because there's people out there that do not like six foot two people with bright red hair wearing skirts. And, and, and you're not wrong. Okay. Uh, parts of Ward 2 are definitely not... Um, safe? Let's go with safe. Um, and yeah, But I walk down those streets just, just the same. I mean, I'm not afraid. Good for you. So... Good for you. That's awesome. Well, I just wanted to comment on uh, Elizabeth Warren's Native American ancestry, possible ancestry. Um, Because one thing I thought was interesting that nobody brings up is that there were white people who were abducted by Native Americans and then turned into tribe members, right? Some of them didn't even want to leave. And I also wanted to mention... Brainwash is powerful. (laughs) Right? Um, <laughs> oh, and it happens I when you're ch- children. I, I, I recall hearing a case about uh, some girls in California or near Arizona, California, somewhere in that area back in the uh, 1850s, 1860s. Oh, this yeah. Happened to oh, yeah. Uh, one, of, one of the famous ones is like the Oatman family. Yeah, that I was think. it. I think. Oh, very cool. Oh, yeah, it's not like they were giving up uh, automobiles and cell phones uh, to go live with the, uh, you know, the the savage natives. I mean, living in the frontier wasn't that much different than living in the tribe, I'm sure. Right. They had more. They probably had more freedom, honestly, especially if you were a woman, if you if you got to go live with the Native Americans. I would Um, imagine that would depend on the tribe. But uh, what was it? I can't remember who it was. The Longfellow was his book. um I'm not sure which one, but he was basically saying that, uh, you know, the the Braves really only considered themselves good enough for hunting and war, and uh, the women took took care of all the rest. But that's just one particular tribe, and I think it was the Mohicans he was describing there. Interesting. That's that's true, case by case. Uh, I wanted to mention a video that I saw on a YouTube channel called KOLC-TV. If you look up Lakota Cradle Board, one of the elders, her name is Carol Ironrope, at 33 minutes and 40 seconds, she talks about how the Native American, well, at least the, the Sioux tribe, was always very inclusive. And they even had um, ceremonies to, like, bring people into the tribe. And it was actually the white government that said, you have to be this percentage to really be a Native American. So I wonder if it's kind of like the Jewish thing, where you can be Jewish by religion or Jewish by ethnicity, but either way, you're Jewish. I kind of feel like Native American is the same thing. I kind of feel like Jews really don't believe that stuff, just to be clear. (laughs) Um, (laughs) You know, having chit-chatted with a few about uh, my one maternal ancestor way, 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 way back that would have made me Jewish by birth, um, you know, it isn't going to get me into Israel if there's some kind of problem here, I can tell you that much. I can't get Israeli uh, citizenship. I'm not touching this one. Just saying. (laughs) That's an interesting uh, take on it, Olivia. Thank you so much for the call. I, you know, the, the whole thing around Native Americans, it's a, a, a huge tragedy that doesn't really get talked about very much. But it, everything that happened there was horrific. And it's it's not something I particularly enjoy thinking about. Well, I, uh, 
I don't. Look, I have no responsibility for what happened. I, right. But... I'm not going. I'm not going to make any justifications. But it's not like war was new to the Native Americans, right? They came in here and genocide they the, may have been new. Though. They fell for the same old trick. Most of the genocide was uh, uh, was biologically based, and no. you know, none of us had anything to. Nobody had anything to do with it. It was just well. Turns out when one continent reaches another, that smallpox spreads and somebody dies. Yeah, which is unfortunate for its own reasons. 855-450-3733. Again, that's 855-450-FREE, isn't it? Bitcoin.com has launched a trading platform at local.bitcoin.com, allowing you to buy or sell Bitcoin cash via dozens of payment methods like PayPal, Venmo, bank deposit, remittances, or meeting in person with cash. There are no ID requirements to sign up for and use the site, and all communications between buyers and sellers are encrypted. Finally, a global trading platform that respects your privacy. Visit local.bitcoin.com to get started trading Bitcoin cash. Local.bitcoin.com Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, talk radio that you control. Call in to talk about whatever is on your mind. That number is 855-450-3733. And with you tonight, it's Aria. Michael. And Mark. And we've been making fun, sort of, of Elizabeth Warren, who wants to be the Democratic nominee for presidential candidate. Uh, evidently running essentially on the campaign of, I'm, I'm like Bernie Sanders, but I allegedly... I'm a younger female Bernie Sanders. Yeah. That's pretty much it. Yeah. And um, I mean, the, the Democratic field, other than Tulsi Gabbard, is just atrocious. You've got one candidate saying, oh yeah, we're going to take your AR-15s. Yeah. You've got another one wanting to demolish. And I talked to my Democratic friend, and he's like, yeah, I'm glad that he took that stand, because he brought it out there. I'm like, yeah, uh, me too. Well, isn't <laughs> yeah. this what Democrats have always done, though, is they, they trot out this idea, and Republicans go, okay, here's an extreme version of this idea that you're going to end up at. And then 15 years pass, and we're at that extreme version of the idea. It when it comes with- to guns, however, the United States has become more free in my lifetime rather than less. Interesting. So it's easier to own a. It's easier for the average American to own a gun um, than it was, say, in the 90s, with the Brady Bill was in um, in full swing. So well, that's an improvement. Yeah, this is true. And in, in well, guns honest, don't make you free. You couldn't. You couldn't. But they're an indication of freedom. Either. Go ahead. You couldn't conceal carry either back in the 90s in most states. You couldn't open carry anywhere. Right. I mean, you know, you're not going to show a gun to people if you're not a cop. So, Interesting. You know, I'll go ahead well, and say that much. The same so thing the- happened with the LGBT- LGBTQ stuff as well, where the Democrats like, no, we just want gay people to be able to get married and adopt and all of that. Republicans like, well, you're going to... You're going to be pushing this gay agenda right. onto kids, and now we have drag queens doing story hour. So yeah, I mean, we do have drag queens doing story hour, yes. Right. Yeah. So it's like the um, what, whatever the worst fear about the Democrats' policies that Republicans happen to conjure up ends up becoming the Democratic Party's ideology in the next few decades. Yeah, that and the same right. is probably true in reverse because re- Republicans have been called racist Nazis since. At least since I was born. Right. And plenty of them at this point have said, all right, you're going to call me a racist enough. You you ain't seen nothing yet. And yeah. then they turn. And we have Donald Trump as a result. I, I don't know exactly. I think we have Donald Trump as a result of Hillary Clinton being a liar and a cheat. 
personally. The, the, but the election was so close, you can claim that the election was the result of anything at this point. You know, Donald Trump collected baseball cards when he was a kid. Whatever. It was it was a hair's breadth. It, only election closer than that was the uh, Gore-Bush one. You mean as far as the popular vote goes? Because, I mean, Trump won by a fair margin. He won um, electoral votes, but all those electoral votes, you got to look at how many votes he won those electoral votes by in order to see how much of an election it was. And it wasn't much. They were razor thin margins. Razor thin margins as far as uh, elections go. So, well, that happens when you run Voldemort against Hitler. Yeah, well, you know, there you go. So Elizabeth Warren hopes to change all of that and hopes to send Donald Trump packing. Right. And as it says here, uh, going on with the story from Zero Hedge. Ms. Warren might win the nomination and even the election just on that portfolio of qualities being, uh, you know, um, pushing for health care and and all that good stuff. Um, Pushing for government subsidized health care, further subsidized health care. Especially if the economy goes into the tank under the golden golem of greatness, where it apparently is headed as I write. If you look at dismal car sales and the stats on plummeting uh, world trade, there's more than a year behind before the election for that scene to worsen. In the event, though, that President Warren would be stuck on the job for a second Great Depression much worse than the one of the 1930s. This is a prediction. I don't know. But the economy isn't if the economy is going down as uh, and a Democrat wins, it's not like it's going to go wing right back up. Ask Obama. That doesn't happen. Well, you're you're absolutely right. And the economy is going to continue its downward trend as long as the USD is the currency of the realm. Until people switch to things like Bitcoin Cash, Monero, Zcash, Horizon, Dash, Litecoin, Bitcoin Core. Those or, are fine ideas. Yeah. Then the state will always control the economy and the state will always ruin it. He goes on and says, I doubt she could FDR her way through it. America back then still had plenty of everything except cash money. Lots of oil, ores, factories, and well, I bet I bet that's workers. exactly what she will do is FDR her way through it by getting Where us into get World War Three. Well, uh, FDR finally goes for a war after uh, three terms uh, when everything else didn't work. So... I don't know if I agree with that assessment. All right. Well, FDR did start in 33, and the World War II hadn't even obviously started at that point. He was planning his invasion in Canada at that point. Um, Hold on, what? Yeah. You you didn't hear about this? Why would I have heard about that? FDR planned an invasion on Canada, yes. So anyway, he goes on, um, and and I would say that there's no way to sort of do the whole um, FDR thing like they did, because at this point we don't have a good working force, right? Like we, our, our workers can't compete on a world. Well, no, scale. They, they get triggered and have to go cry in the corner. The ores are gone. The factories stand in ruin. The workforce is degenerated into various mobs of demanding something for nothing. The coming disposition of things will be a less depression and um, than a long emergency of permanent contra- contraction. And even Miss Warren's zesty grandmotherly charms may not avail uh, to preserve the civil order under those conditions. The picture I draw is admittedly severe, but. What doubtless uh, troubles me is, as much as the prospect of a civil war between the sexes, things are already bad enough, as um, witnessed this week by the latest campaign in the New York Times to take down Judge Kavanaugh and the sensationally mendacious reporting by Robin, whatever, Pogre, Ben, and Kate Kelly, the 
educated class of American women is earning a reputation for dishonesty and wickedness every bit as bad as the patriarchy they inveigh against. And believe it or not, men are still out there, and some, even some basic, um, even some heroic ones, and they won't stand for this nonsense forever. Why did FDR want to invade Canada? Uh, because that, that's not getting out of my head at that time canada was great britain and great britain was a world power and so fdr's plan was basically how how are we going to take over canada and you know fortunately they never tried it okay so this article now that i can get that out of my head thank you so this article is alleging that um the the matriarchy as it were is okay as fully toxic and destructive as the patriarchy. Right. When you stare into the abyss, the abyss stares back, right? Um, and That's what Nietzsche said. The problem with arraying yourself against something that you consider to be evil is that at some point you end up being that thing. And that's what everyone, libertarians included, needs to keep in mind is, is that, you know, the tactics that are employed are difficult to overcome but if you overcome them with the you know the same old tactics you're just the you're just the new boss same as the old boss and the it's, pigs are already looking like the farmers right i mean you know you can you can see what rule by democrats looks like all you have to do is go to illinois uh new jersey new Detroit. york california and we can see you can look what, and see what rule by uh, Republicans looks like. You go to Utah. You go to Texas. You go to a variety of places. Neither one of these are particularly good choices. You may have a preference. You are correct. As the listener, but please, by all means, beat a path to their door, wherever it is. That's but what I like about New Hampshire, Don't try though. to trick yourself into believing that it's something different than what it is. I've lived under rule by Democrats and rule by Republicans. They both suck for different reasons. Yeah. And, you know, that's what's also about New Hampshire is that even among the Democrats, there is a strong libertarian streak. They're not libertarians by any means and neither are the Republicans, but there is more libertarianism here already ingrained into the culture. There's the influence. Than there is in any of these Republican states or Democratic states. I would say that that's true. I don't know whether it'll be a saving grace or not. Um, you know, it's the the problem with libertarianism is is it's so easily perverted. The I like liberty except for this particular uh, aspect or that particular aspect. And when you get enough people together that like liberty except for one aspect, then you just have all the old rules we had before. Yeah, yeah. The except aspect has to be, you know, just str- stricken from it entirely. If you like liberty, then you have to like liberty. End of story. You know, 855-450-3733. Do you want Republicans or Democrats telling you what to do? Apparently, your slave master matters. 855-450-FREE. As a- This is Free Talk Live, talk radio that you control. Call in and talk about whatever is on your mind. That number is 855-450-3733. Again, that's 855-450-FREE, as in Free Talk Live. With you tonight, it's Aria. Michael. And Mark. And I want to tell you about this stuff called Balance of Nature. They they are the supplements for people like me who don't eat well. And I and that that probably is everyone out there. 
But I, I'm terrible about it. If I want to eat, I just go and order something to eat. I'm not sitting at home preparing these wonderful, nutritious dishes or anything like that. I'm going by D'Angelo's to right. get a sub, right? You wait until you're starving, and then you need the calorie-intense uh, meals that are provided on the go, as opposed to something that has, uh, you know, say, more vegetables and fruits in it, right? That is entirely yeah. correct, yes. So Balance of Nature has a solution for this with just three of the Balance of Nature fruit capsules and three of their vegetable capsules. <laughs> You get 10 servings. I, I was going to say veggie and then switched it halfway through. You get 10 servings of fruits and vegetables just by taking six little pills. So we're in the future now. Yeah. Food is coming in pill form and balance of nature is there to meet your dietary needs when you do like me and just. Never heard of anybody overdosing on vegetables. So that's true. Uh, people have reported their skin looking better. The bags under their eyes going away. Uh, just a general increase in energy. Body pain reduced or going away, getting sick less or even not at all. So go online and become a preferred customer, which gives you the best pricing and free shipping. After your third month, Balance of Nature will ship to you at no charge. An additional set of fruits and vegetables. So go to balanceofnature.com and use the discount code FTL to do all of that. Again, that's balanceofnature.com. It's a great little thing. Um... I have not started them yet because I only remember to do it here on the show. <laughs> so when I leave here tonight, I will be ordering some. But it's a great idea. I need some fruits and vegetables in my life, and I don't eat them of my own accord. So there's a free market solution out there for me. Excellent. Yeah. I'm thrilled that such a Recommended thing Recommended by our, our, uh, one of our producers, Riley Blake. He's, he works for the company. So let's get into the phones. We got Tom calling from Hudson. Tom, you are on Free Talk Live. Uh, yeah, Donald Trump skipped the United Nations meeting about global warming to go and make a speech about how important it is to stop the crimes against people of faith. Trump calls for end of religious persecution. And it's uh, like incredible the nonsense that he's actually uh, saying with a straight face. Trump later added that protecting religious freedom is one of his, quote, highest priorities, unquote, and promised America, quote, will always be a voice for victims of religious persecution everywhere, unquote. Okay, so Uh, what what part of this are you finding ridiculous? That uh, he would actually be uh, claiming that he is standing up for religious freedom the way he's treating Muslims. Yeah, this really is this whole Islam conflict really is a conflict between Sunnis and Shiites. And, uh, um, you know, if if he doesn't recognize that, then it's fine. Right. But I just don't take the stance that it's uh, that you're, you're supporting religious freedom. And also, by the way, uh, I looked into this a little bit and I've been uh, assured that in the United States, the reason that uh, when you see uh, like a Muslim center or an Islamic center, a mosque, they don't say whether they're. Sunni or Shia, because they don't care. I mean, they all pray together, is from what I've been told. Yeah, the sectarianism around Muslims is is very minor in the United States. You you will have Sufis, Shias, uh, Shiites, and Sunnis all praying together, and they just they do. It's like I bet they talk a little crap in the back room when they get together, though. I'm sure it is like Methodists <laughs> and Baptists and right. all of those. I mean, they believe essentially the same things. They just disagree about some of the minor aspects of it 
and to, to say that Trump supports religious freedom when he promised that he was going to ban Muslims, and then he did the next thing he could uh, legally and statutorily by banning people from those predominantly Muslim countries. And, uh, you know, I mean, and the way he treats, uh, like, uh, Congresswomen uh, Ilhan Omar and Rashida Tlaib, I mean, the idea that he supports religious freedom is absolute nonsense. And then he, but he says it with a straight face. You're correct. He supports Christian religious freedom, or and I don't even know if he supports that. I support that too. He supports Christian religious domination, essentially. I, okay. Well, anyway, just bringing that up. And by the way, why do you suppose uh, the media isn't saying a whole lot about? Uh, the Jeffrey Epstein so-called suicide. Do you suppose maybe he knew too much about Trump? It, it, I, I think it's more likely because, I mean, the world just beat the news to death within the first 48 hours. I think the media doesn't want to, you know, realizes that nobody believed the Jeffrey Epstein story. Like, nobody believed the Jeffrey Epstein story. The percentage of people who Good. went for it uh, is, you know, very, very slim. And they don't want to lose credibility, so they're just going to give up on it. Excellent point. Pretend Tom, like it didn't happen. Tom, thank you so much for the call. That does seem to be what they're doing because there isn't much discussion about it or the the fact that the charges against him were dropped after his death, which I don't know why that's news in the first place. He's dead. You can't charge a dead person. You can't prosecute. Somebody said the charges? What? Go yeah, ahead. I'm sorry, th- So They dropped the case against Jeffrey Epstein, <laughs> and this made the news. Day day after yeah, day. It was national news when it happened. Wait. And it's just absolutely bizarre. He, I mean, you can't, you, 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 well. <laughs> Let's I guess pillory a, the dead man. That's a, that's acknowledgement that he's not dead, I guess. <laughs> I don't disagree. I think he's probably living it up in Costa Mexico. Rica or Mexico <laughs> or Tijuana. Well, you know, if, if he does turn up alive somewhere, they probably could bring the charges back. Um. I suppose. I mean, if they find him, but... Well, that would assume that point, they weren't the ones who let him out in the first place. Yeah, yeah. the whole thing about hanging yourself in front of two broken cameras, I, I don't buy it. <laughs> in yeah, the state both- that Hillary Clinton, the wife um, and partner of the guy who's, you know, the biggest... Who has the biggest danger from Jeffrey Epstein, you know, it's all very odd. Yes, it's the most convenient suicide in the history of suicides. Yeah. And those camera malfunctions were the most convenient camera malfunctions in the history of camera malfunctions. While the guards falling asleep because they were overworked was the most convenient case of guards falling asleep in the history of guards falling asleep. Now, English history, I've read a bit of it, and I've uh, quite a few people uh, ended up dead that were inconvenient at the time. So I'm going to go ahead and call it the most convenient suicide in modern history. Okay. Yeah, fair point. Yeah, the king's on. Oh, no, the king fell down the stairs. Well, it's usually <laughs> the, the guy that has some dirt on the king or, you know, something like that. Yeah. Oh, no, he shot himself in the face four times and overdosed on amphetamines and then drowned himself in a lake. Yeah, well, the you poor know, guy. These bad, things, these bad sorts of things do happen. Well, in theory, they are still investigating people who were associated with Epstein. So there might still be news to come. I thought they had decided they were going to honor the agreement to not prosecute those people and not investigate them. Well, under the under the old charges, there might be new stuff. But we'll he, see. He's, yeah. 855-450-3733. Give us a call. What do you think about this whole Epstein suicide nonsense and the convenience of the whole thing? 855-450-3733.
or use the Discord call-in lines at discord.lrn.fm. You're not a wild animal, and you shouldn't be tagged and tracked like one. Where you go and what you do every minute of the day, tracked and recorded by your mobile phone, is often more revealing than your browser history. And tech companies make a fortune selling your location history without your consent. Godard bags prevent location tracking and protect your privacy by instantly blocking all cell phone, GPS, and Wi-Fi signals to your mobile device. Plus, they're durable, water-resistant, and built for a lifetime of protection. Visit godardbags.com forward slash FTL. That's godarkbags.com forward slash FTL. This is Free Talk Live, talk radio that you control. Call in and talk about whatever is on your mind. That number is 855-450-3733. And with you tonight is Aria, Michael, and Mark. And you know, I think that people have probably picked up on the fact throughout the last several years that we don't like, one, corporate monopolies, we don't like government control, and we love cryptocurrency. So these three things seem to all sort of converge around the monstrosity known as Facebook and (laughs) the Libra currency. They have finally revealed what currencies will back the Libra, quote, crypto currency. Yeah, it's 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 worth pointing out what Libra is before we go any further into this. Sure. It's a digital asset being produced by a company that Facebook owns. Uh, that um, it's it it's absolute garbage. It's well, the U.S. dollar coin made by Facebook. Sounds right. Is that what the is that what they're putting in there? The dollar? They're it's going to be backed by their reserves of the USD uh, primarily. About half of the Libra cryptocurrency. But I mean, that's part of the article. We'll get to that. My point is that it's it's Ripple, but worse. It's Token Pay, but worse. Everything about it is a terrible idea. In order to run a node for the Libra cryptocurrency, you have to give $10 million to Facebook, and they authorize it. It's not a free market thing. It's not decentralized. Nope. It's Facebook saying, we invented this thing, and if you want to take part in it, you have to pay us $10 million. And this is why you have companies like PayPal, Uber, uh, and Uber's a curious one, but PayPal in particular, and some and Visa, MasterCard, and all these other right. Credit card companies, yeah, that want to get involved in cryptocurrency, but are concerned about all of the quote shady aspects of of real (laughs) cryptocurrency. We need a a cryptocurrency that's controlled by the corporatocracy before we can get involved, right? Which is seems to exactly be their position. And Facebook comes along, is like, hey, we're gonna do it. We're the ones for (laughs) you. So they revealed more details about its controversial cryptocurrency project, unveiling which currencies will be used to back it. In a letter to Germany, German politician Fabio De Masi, Facebook said that half of the Libra cryptocurrency would be backed by reserves of U.S. dollars, while the euro, Japanese yen, British pound, and Singapore dollar would also provide support. Backing Libra with traditional currencies is designed to help solve the problem of price volatility, which continues to plague cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin. Plague is not the word I would use. Benefit? Maybe? I don't know. that We haven't found where the right price for uh, most cryptos are yet, I don't think. Um, well, I mean, they mark, when I you mean release market a ideas balloon, would suggest that it's constantly always going to fluctuate. 
well, any any currency will fluctuate, but they don't fluctuate much, is what they're they're claiming, right? Um, so you don't go into the when you go into the convenience store, the price of the candy bar and the soda is the same thing it was yesterday and the week before and things like that. They go up a little bit over time, but all in all, people kind of had gotten used to it. Yeah, but, prices go up while the value of the actual money goes down. If you release a balloon under the water, it's not going to reach, um, it's not going to come to uh, equilibrium until it gets to the surface. And we don't know what the surface is at this point. BTC Bitcoin, their claim is is that, I mean, they're not even ready for prime time and they know it. They're saying that, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're trying to get their lightning network up and, and rocking and rolling. But, you know, they say that they can handle transac- enough transactions per second to be a real player. And, you know, they're planning that they're planning in the 10-year game. So we're not going to know for 10 years what the price of BTC is worth. And at this point with in the market, BTC is the market setter as far as pricing goes. Now, I think some interesting things are probably going to go on in alts in the near future, but that's an opinion of mine, not some kind of statement of uh, inside knowledge or anything. I don't know. I don't either. But... um. Whatever it's going to do, it's not going to do as badly as the USD. Well, the USD is designed to become worth less and less and less over time. Right. And I think we're going to see a problem. Well, it's successful. It's successful, yes. (laughs) And I think we're probably going to see a situation where the Federal Reserve is going to lose control of the dollar and its, uh, you know, world hegemony. In the relatively near future, then again, people libertarians think, have been saying like this for a long time. Hyperinflation will take over. By that I have point. no idea what that's going to look like. I think it will look like hyperinflation. It could. It could. Yeah, yeah very well could. Because that's all they know how to do. I mean, that's what quali- quali- quantitative easing was: was them just printing more money, debasing the currency, inflating the currency, because they didn't know what else to do. That's that's the only card they know how to play, right? Is to, oh no, there's economic hardship. Let's make the dollar worth even less money. Let's more, rob more money from the people. That will magically fix the problem that was caused by robbing the people of their money in the first place. The um, the, the housing crisis that occurred with and, and precipitated the Great Recession and all that stuff that um, you, you know the time frame, um, you 2007. know 2005 through 2009. You pick somewhere in there. Um, that was created because of. The interest rates um, on the Federal Reserve's, you know, lending rates being too low, right, which and, caused banks to be more willing to lend money because they could get it more easily, which caused them to give loans to people who couldn't possibly pay those notes, which caused them to default. And you know, it's like someone said, it's like a few, it's like a, it's like a lasagna, where only a few of the layers are human feces. <laughs> and I still wouldn't eat the lasagna. I'm not interested in it either. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go anywhere. Near but that's that. what the banks did. But what we're seeing is that the Federal Reserve has, you know, the rates are low, and Trump is pressuring them to keep them low, and they're keeping them low, and it's not looking good. This now, is why the market should set interest rates. We've seen the Federal Reserve lose control of the interest rates um, in the recent past because the, you know, the short-term rate dipped below the long-term rate and all that stuff that was going on. And that's an indication of some real problems in the future. I feel like the when we got the news in 2005 that Americans uh, borrowed more, that they, excuse me, spent more than they earned. When Americans spent more money than they earned 
in a given year. Is this the average American or the right. United States? Right. So there's you know X number of earners, X amount was spent, and the you know, this is the and the amount okay. was made in the U.S. Per and the capita? amount that was spent in the U.S. Now, just just the amount made in the U.S. Just and the amount total. spent in the U.S. and the amount spent in the U.S. was higher than the amount made in the U.S. That's at that point. That's how you, you know realize, it's broken. These numbers that, you, don't. You work. realize that the, that's you know to me that's the problem. Now we really didn't get that information until the marketplace, the, the re- recession began in two thousand and five, and then um, you know well, housing the prices began turning. I'm, yeah, re- recession was two thousand and seven. The housing prices began to turn down in two thousand and five, but we didn't know exactly what was going on until early two thousand and six. I sold my house in mid two thousand and six for the highest that that neighborhood had ever seen for a house price. Um, we had just remodeled it and all that stuff. So somebody was willing to pay it. They like The, the aftershocks hadn't quite reached everywhere in America is what right. I'm trying to say. Okay. So be on the lookout for Americans spending more than they make. I think that's the end of the story as far as when it's all over. And I'm just asking, ladies and gentlemen... I just want to know, can this country handle another great recession? Because I get it. You know, the U.S. only has to be better than its closest competitors in order to be the best on the planet. And that's an important position in order to retain your uh, U.S. dollar hegemony. But there's a lot more competitors than there were 40 years ago. It's definitely alarming to hear that, um, on average, the Americans as a people— spent more money than they made um that's that's a lot of credit uh that's a lot of debt being piled onto the american people that they're more often than not taking on of their own accord even if they don't really have to or don't really need to at all of that and that's a recipe for disaster debt is bad i don't know why this has to be said you're if if you (laughs) the borrower is the slave to the lender who owns you 855-450-3733 Again, this 855-450-FREE, as in Free Talk Live, or use the Discord call-in lines. Join the discussion there where we just added a cryptocurrency tipping bot at discord.lrn.fm. This is Free Talk Live, talk radio that you control. Take control of the airwaves with 855-450-3733. With you tonight, it's Aria. Michael. And Mark. And Mark, tell us about Divi. Well, um, if you if you haven't heard of Divi, Divi is a crypto made easy. Anyone can use Divi to securely and seamlessly spend earn, store, exchange exchange digital money. The United States dollar and euros. Divi is fast. Transactions happen in seconds uh, with fewer fees. While all other tokens have been languishing, or at least uh, all the other altcoins out there have been languishing, the Divi's token has increased 300%. All the details are at diviproject.org. The new Divi mobile wallet is soon to launch, and when it does, because of Divi's relationship with Western Union, Divi will be in 200 countries, including the United States. Anyone can use the Divi mobile wallet as um, all you need is a phone number and an ID, and you'll be able to uh, store, buy, and transmit money anywhere in the world. Because Divi 
has invested in a remittance company, there are no chances of these financial services going away. You'll even be able to get a crypto debit card. Plus, Divi has one-click masternodes, and that's important to uh, those who want to get in early. And this is early for Divi. DiviProject.org. It's crypto made easy. Again, DiviProject.org. I think you're going to be pretty impressed with it. We've been uh, talking to the Divi folks for uh, at least a half a year. I'm and, literally signing up right now. Yeah, they're, uh, it's great stuff. Uh, DiviProject.org. It's definitely... Uh, definitely, it ain't Monero, promising. right? Um, right. You know, it's a, it's well, a. They, they all have their benefits and their downsides, right? It's something completely different than, um, you know, these things. They're they're doing their very best to get integrated and make it so that uh, poor people around the world can get banked. Beautiful, and work with um, exi- existing cryptos to, um, you know integrate and, and do those sorts of things. Now, as you were reading that, the first thing I did was go to the Google Play Store. So I, I hope they get that mobile app up soon. Yeah, you can go to DiviProject.org and you can get their desktop thing going. Yeah, I'm I'm going to end up doing that when I'm out there smoking because that's going to take more time than just signing up to receive notifications. I did set up a master node, though, so um, with one click. You did? Wow. Yep. Congrats. Well, they're advertising with us with Divi. And nice. I don't want, you know, like when when somebody believes in our project and, uh, you know, makes us believe in their project, I don't have any intention of just sort of getting their currency, turning it into USDs as quickly as I can and then telling sure. everybody about it. I, I want to be involved. So. I agree entirely. It's a very cool thing. I, I can't wait to look forward to it. I mean, especially if running a node is really that simple. I mean, uh, my my other show called a freedom used to do that occasionally we had one called um verge. i don't re- no it wasn't verge okay uh, coin no it wasn't verge coin either okay I, i'm not going to think of the name sitting here but um but the motion project and they paid us in motion tokens so that we could set up master nodes and have the running for the show just constantly generating more yeah motion project tokens, whatever they were called. That pays for the advertising, right? Yeah, we were heavily involved in the motion project thing. It just, you know, it it killed itself, basically. These things happen. Yeah. Well, Divi's been around for a few years, so it doesn't look like it's going anywhere. That's awesome. And their uh, developers are just dedicated guys. So um, that's what I'm really looking for is, is the team behind it at this point. Right. Yeah. One of the things that alarms me about many of these cryptocurrency projects is that the teams behind them are it's just a long list of bankers and attorneys. Yeah, a lot of times um, it'll be, you know, when you do see a name that, uh, you know, from the crypto sphere or whatever, you'll see, well, did they just pay this person to put their name up? You know, they're an advisor. Well, what's that mean? Mm, yeah. yeah, I mean, I've had that offered to me in the past is we're going to you know, pay uh, X to be an advisor. And I'm like, well, what do I what will I be advising about? Nothing. Not, not a thing. Oh, uh, we, they just want. OK, they just want your name. Oh, well, that's not going to work. Right. Yeah. So very cool stuff. And of course, speaking of cryptocurrency, Facebook plans to launch there at some point in the future. Actually, by 2020, it would seem. But notably absent from the basket of support currencies is the Chinese yuan (laughs) and Divi. Uh, China is the currency. I mean, the yuan is. Is Facebook big in China? I would think that they. I thought they were banned in China. Yeah, China has like their own social media stuff. Yeah, called um, WeChat. WeChat. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. I'm pretty sure Facebook is banned in China. Okay. So uh, I, I heard it. Was. I can't see why the Chinese would get to play then. No, I, I don't either. To me, that that seems very strange. Yeah. Uh, if the Chinese want to isolate themselves out of growing markets. Uh, well, I don't imagine the Chinese people want that at all. The Chinese uh, the, government, on the other hand, um, I really can't figure out what those people want. Well, the people of Hong Kong certainly don't seem to want it. But Facebook says that it will launch Libra at some point in 2020. However, it has faced criticism from financial policymakers and regulators since being unveiled earlier this year, who are waving their fingers and going, no, Facebook, you're not allowed to do this. You have to pay us for your permission to do it. The French government said that uh, that basically Facebook's Libra was undercutting their their sovereignty, which I guess is the uh, the euro or whatever. And I'm like, that's you literally know. the next passage in this article right i i I feel like i'm uh you know the little birdie in badminton i go from you know boing ah i love the idea of this libra to boing they're a bunch of corporatist uh, shills to boing yeah stick it to the french government to boing you know like it just keeps going back you keep on getting knocked back and forth on this because I, you, you know, you should be able to make your own currency. And Absolutely. If the French <laughs> government doesn't like that, well, too bad. Even, even big old dangerous Facebook should be able to make their own currency. Well, the point of cryptocurrencies is certainly to be a threat to monetary sovereignty. That, right? Yeah, that was the whole point. Yes. That was the reason they were created in the first place. Yes. But I don't believe that Facebook is the right vehicle to make that come to fruition based on what mark zuckerberg does with my privacy and my data my information i don't want this dude to have any control whatsoever over my finances well think about this for a second Uh, facebook basically gives its uh platform away for free in countries like uganda for instance i happen to know a little bit about uganda um, you would have to pay. You have to pay money for internet connectivity by the you know minute or whatever. So in order to send an email, really? yeah, well, you have to pay. I mean, you you pay for internet connectivity, right? Yeah, but not by the minute or the gigabyte or whatever. Well, how you can pay for it by the gigabyte. That is an option um, of a way to to pay for internet right now. I my cell phone I, plan. I thought that was only with like, um, yeah. S- well, these people aren't sitting parents. with uh, desktops at home. You know, you know? <laughs> 20, 25 years ago here here in the U.S. when the Internet was just getting commercialized in the ni- in the 90s, maybe early 2000s, it, it was entirely possible to pay by the minute or by the hour for Internet. I believe it. I'm just saying, you know, that's not the yeah. world that I live in. Agreed. So um, if you wanted to send an email, it costs money. But if you want to send somebody a message on Facebook, Facebook gives away its platform for free, connectivity to its platform for free. For really? us, for in this you know, in this country, you buy internet and then you use Facebook. In other countries, you get Facebook for free. And um, really? the yeah. reason that they've done that is so that they can do things like this. Because... If, that makes them sound like they're doing a human service here, Mark. Well, yeah, they're allowing... This service got banned in India. The, what, what service? The service of Facebook giving away their product for free to No, it, it's to not that. It's it. we're giving away our product for free so that we can later provide you with a currency that helps, you know, establish monetary sovereignty for yourselves. Well, I cannot. Libra isn't going to do that about Facebook. Libra is not going to allow you to, to establish monetary uh, sovereignty for yourself, but it is going to allow you to be banked. 
and use a basket of stable um, fiat currencies, relatively stable fiat currencies, stable to to fiat anyway, and to in order to sort of do business around the world. Maybe in the case of uh, somebody from Uganda, they can get a hold of you on Facebook and beg for money or claim to be a uh, a prince or whatever the case is. But you, I mean, people will be able to do business. It'll also make these. Um, you know, distributions of money to poor pe- from rich people to poor people very easy to do. Now, uh, vetting who, which poor people need to get it and which one don't, that gets a little more complicated. But we haven't been treated very well by the charities that interface for us up to this point. So that's one of the, you know, that's one of the challenges. Interesting challenges ahead, to be sure. Um, I like the way that you've painted it as not this evil corporation trying evil. to do the pyramid of evil with their fingers while coming up with entirely new ways to, you know, monopolize us and our time. You just wait. 855-450-3733. Do you want to use Libra? Let us know. 855-450-3733. Do you have a crypto wealth advisor or coach? If so, has your cryptocurrency advisor been investing in technology stocks for over 20 years? Have they left the corporate world and retired? Or are they still trying to make a weekly paycheck? Have they produced six-figure results for their customers in the past 30 days? And very importantly, are they a member of the Digital Currency Council? Seth Maniscalco is the founder of Crypto Wealth Coach and CryptoWealthCoach.com. Seth invested in his first Roth IRA at 19 years old while living abroad and has been investing in Wall Street and technology for over 20 years with experience in all the money markets. By comparison, so many of these so-called crypto gurus have barely been alive for 20 years. Seth has not only experienced personal success from his own investments in crypto, he has also helped his clients earn six and seven figure incomes, including helping investors make over three quarters of a million dollars in EOS in 90 days and 1,225% in only five and a half months with Chainlink. Seth has help for the small do-it-yourself guy on up to crypto whales. Increase your wealth. Visit CryptoWealthCoach.com. This is Free Talk Live, talk radio that you control. Call in to talk about whatever is on your mind. That number is 855-450-3733. And with you tonight, it's Aria. Michael. And Mark. And an Orlando police officer has evidently been suspended after arresting children. Did you see the news headlines (laughs) about the six-year-old and the eight-year-old being arrested? I did not. Well. It sounds like um, a bad move. Yeah, you got to wonder what goes wrong in the heads of a cop when they arrest a six-year-old. If well, it's all they know. Well, you probably should call uh, your supervisor. That's what I'm saying, is is that when, when you have, have handcuffs... We have a six-year-old threat here, six-year-old public menace. Um, it's, <laughs> it's time to go to, you know, hey, look, I don't want to be the one to do this, so let's just go ahead and uh, kick this up the ladder. What am I supposed to do with an out-of-control six- and eight-year-old? What do I do? And what were the charges? These are hardened criminals. I, I don't know what they the will charges be. were. I'm sure it gets into it uh, during the course of this article. But before we get into it, let's go to the phones. We've got Dave calling from Colorado. Dave, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, gentlemen. As you, as you may know, uh, Free Talk Live is not the only show uh, that I call. 
with uh, with updates on the New Hampshire freedom struggle. We and, forgive uh, you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, this this morning I called uh, I called into WKVK and in, you know in Keene. I'm actually based in in Winchester, you know, just south of Keene. Even though I even though I'm currently in Colorado, um, the the uh, call. So I was I was calling to try and uh, update them. I got this news that I guess Rich Paul, you know, you probably talked about it. Rich Paul is going to be trying to to do some civil disobedience in downtown Keene with, you know, marijuana event. The radio talk show host formerly known as Rich Paul, now known as Nobody. Yeah, well, he introduced himself to me as Rich Paul, so he's stuck with it. Yeah, same here. <laughs> but the, uh, I also find it very difficult in conversation around here. People are actually trying to call him Nobody. So, I mean, this is legitimately <laughs> what they're attempting to do. Well, didn't and, he legally change his name, though? Yeah, he has legally changed his name. Well, there you it go. doesn't mean that I can't refer to him as Rich Paul, and people still understand what the heck I'm talking about. When you refer to him as Nobody, like the sentence structure can get a little weird because that word means something different than Rich Paul's name. Yeah. I mean, but, um, I, I don't care anyway, that the name was changed legally. I mean, I don't recognize the yeah. state's authority to recognize people's names or anything along those lines in the first place. I recognize people's right to change their names as they want. I, I just think that this one was like 99.9% a political stunt and not done as any sort of personhood change or whatever. I like think it's I a, mostly a, a stunt. Uh, agreed. Um, not to say that that doesn't give it. I, I, I support him completely running. Sure, absolutely. You know, as nobody and seeing how that uh, does for him. If I refer to, if I use the nobody uh, appellation, I usually call him a pope nobody, in order to make it clear who I'm talking about. Right. He, but uh, this is not this anywhere near the same when he's referred to as Rich Paul as calling a trans person by their dead name or something along those lines. Was the point that I was getting at. I see. I didn't realize we called it a dead name. So, Dave, what happened with KBK? Anyway, yes, I was calling in to talk about Rich Paul's civil disobedience. Guess what they were already talking about? Rich Paul's civil disobedience? Exactly. And I guess he was going to be a, guess he was a guest on their show uh, this morning at around 9, 9 a.m. Since he's running for mayor, suddenly he stopped being, you know, just this person that's pretending not to talk about and pretending not to notice. And now they're, they feel like, I guess they feel like they got to, they got to pay attention to something that they're, they're not always super comfortable with. Well, I mean, pot smoking here um, in Keene is pretty normal. I mean, it's the birthplace of the 420 rallies. I mean, they were started there on Central Square, right? And when they attempted to make an arrest, the, uh, the, the protesters went to the police station and smoked out in the lobby. They, they smoked weed in the lobby? Oh, yes. yes. Nice. Yes. But on <laughs> it's a heck other, of a story. On the other hand... On the other hand, this event, although it was big and it was important in Keene, it did generate quite a bit of dis- distaste uh, among some Keene residents. And, you know, because if you get a crowd, there's always going to be someone there you don't like. Yeah. I mean, that, that's their problem, though. I mean, look, if people yeah, – I, 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 I get shouted at you. walking down the street of Keene by people shouting freak or whatever. That's their problem, yeah, not yeah, mine. Yeah. And the other well, thing is, is, is that it, it seems like, it well, uh, whatever, hold on, with, Dave, um, whenever the, uh, they want to, okay, whenever something bad happens, they always want to blame the civilian and they never want to blame the government. There wouldn't have needed to be a keen 420 smoke out if 
Keene hadn't have made it illegal, and if the Keene cops had been running around busting people. Um, you know, Keene at any point could have made it, the city of Keene could have made it the lowest priority of its police to bust marijuana smokers and told them to go out and do other things. Yeah. They chose not to do that. They came after the um, activists, uh, uh, you know, joint and severally. Time after time, and at some point or another, people get sick of it. They then protest, and then what does the civilian population full of sheeple do? It's like, what are you civilians doing? Ah! It's it, it's it's amazing to see. Go ahead, Dave. However, having said that, the, I mean, yes, of course they're wrong. The, the sheeple are wrong, but uh, it, it is still important not to completely dismiss public opinion. And oh, dis- public opinion is important. There, there have been civil disobedience events in Keene that got almost universal pu- public support. Not necessarily in Keene, but in New Hampshire, that have gotten almost universal public support and a lot of publicity, even more than, than, than riches. Uh, so I just want to say, I'm not trying to paint a super sanguine picture of how this is all playing down. But it's just nice to see Rich doing, doing, some, uh, doing some civil disobedience and some, some, some activity. That's uh, generating press. What was this uh, civil disobedience in New Hampshire that had almost universal support? Uh, the uh, outlaw manicurist. That has been a long time, the and what? they're not going to fall into that hole again. The, hold up, what? Go ahead. Outlawing manicurists. The outlaw well, manicurists. Well, it wasn't a it wasn't a hole. It was a, it was an extremely successful event. Okay, that, yeah. That was hold on. What was it though? Aria has no idea. Did they uh, attempt well, to outlaw people who give manicures? Oh, no, the state came with its own set of uh, laws that said, you know, that the, the person, a lady who ran a, a nail shop and the uh, uh, some cosmetology school uh, had lobbied the state to make sure that uh, there was a, a law for manicuring uh, that, you know, you had to be licensed or whatever. Um, one of a, the Yeah, early, because it takes a lot of skill to cut one's fingernails. One of the early movers uh, saw the opportunity, um, one, one that no longer lives here, uh, as so many have moved away, um, saw the opportunity to go out and give manicures for money and uh, you know right on the lawn of the you know school that gives out these sure. uh, degrees so that uh, without a license and sure enough managed to get arrested <laughs> now okay, well that was the whole point the point it? isn't that you could do the civil disobedience dave the point is is that they're not going to arrest you for this kind of stuff anymore because they're not that dumb any longer Yeah, and you know, that's a benefit for me because I'm least I'm not likely to get arrested for various things, but it also sucks that I get to reap the benefits of that without actually being here to fight for it, you know? I wasn't out here tr- getting in the cop car's way. I wasn't out here getting arrested for videoing in a court or whatever. But now I can video in a court and probably still not a good idea to get in a cop car's way, but they're not they've been pushed back. Right, they've been pushed back. There were people that got body slammed. They got parts of their body broken over videotaping in courtrooms. And now eh, the judges realize this looks bad. And um, in many cases, the law enforcement isn't going to step into the bear trap that is, uh, you know, <laughs> that was the outlaw manicurist, which I agree with you, Dave, was some great civil disobedience. It's just it's not scalable. And, uh, you know, something new has to be trotted out if it's going to work. You're absolutely right. Uh, th- is Dave, Dave huh? Is Dave gone? No, uh, okay. I don't know. There was a long pause, and you know we're coming to the end of the segment anyway. So, David, thank you so much. Dave, sorry, thank you so much for the call. I love the idea of civil disobedience. You know, it, it's a great idea. 
But as we see in, you know, Victimless Crime Spree, which you can watch at VictimlessCrimeSpree.com, those miscellaneous minor small charges really start to add up. It's not sustainable in the long run. It's just not sustainable in the long run, from what yeah. I've been able to see. Dave's done some great work as far as activism goes. I support it, but, um, you know, I, I got to hear more. 855-453. This is Free Talk Live, talk radio that you control, 855-450-3733. Again, that's 855-453-FREE, as in freedom. With you tonight, it's Aria. Michael. And Mark. And we wanted to get into this story about an Orlando police officer who has now been suspended after arresting an eight-year-old and a six-year-old child. And we got a bit distracted by just the insanity of a person arresting a six-year-old. I mean, what did what did the six-year-old do? Like, rob a bank? Well, I mean, they, they were misdemeanor charges. So, first question is, why are there misdemeanor charges against a six-year-old? Why, I, what? The? I desperately need to know how this whole thing came about. And who was the city official who signed off on this nonsense? Well, an arrest doesn't require a city official. Well, it it does in the sense that, you know, the, the six-year-old did something illegal. Right. So my question Allegedly. is more, why is there a law on the books that can be violated by a six-year-old in the first place? Well, I mean, a six-year-old could do a variety of things that would be illegal. I mean, a six-year-old could get sure. a gun and shoot somebody, and that would be illegal when you're an adult. But as a six-year-old, you could presume they don't know what the consequences of their actions are, and maybe you're going to go after the parent or whatever the situation might be. But, um, I mean, for an arrest to occur, you just need one cop to say, That's, there's an arresting. Right. And to toss the six year old and the eight year old with, I don't know, I presume zip ties because your regular handcuffs aren't going to work into the back of a cop car and head them on downtown. And then they're like, Jim, you can't just bring a six year old and eight year old downtown and arrest them. Uh, what are we supposed to do? You're going to arrest. You're going to book them because that's what I said to do. And well, let me call the chief and the ring, ring. They call the chief and the chief's like, all right, I'm coming down. And he's like. And he goes oh down there God. and he fires everybody. Well, that's what he ought to do. <laughs> what are you not jobs doing? Right. So that's so how I see this happening. I'm curious, though. No, they got to the mugshot point. Um, a, a literal mugshot of a six-year-old girl uh, because she kicked someone. Okay. And was they, it a cop? <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't specify. Okay. She was taken to the juvenile assessment center on a battery charge. Mm. A six-year-old girl kicked someone, and got arrested for battery. Yeah, that sounds like a bit much. Yeah. Welcome to 2019 America. David, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Lots of stuff. That's your totalitarian government wannabes at work, whether left or right. That's the kind of stuff that the totalitarians want to do. Absolutely. And... Um, so, so the uh, just the just the manic ones got to get licensed, or or the calm ones too. 
Uh, we're talking about uh, manicure, outlaw manic- <laughs> manicurists. Manicurists. Okay. Manicure yeah. where they do your fingernails. Uh, no, the ones that cure you stuff, the, the curious. The crazy know, people that cure you. The curists who happen to be manic. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, He's I making a pun. Going. It's a problem with talking speaking to libertarians. It's just too literal. <laughs> yeah, I'm not very hey, good with puns. That, hey, hey here's, here's a solution for your nobody dilemma. Uh, so nobody uh, formerly we have a nobody? known as the nobody formerly known, known as Rich Paul. We have that nobody. Well, also known as AKA. So formerly known as is FKA. FKA. So make make a word out of the FKA. So it can be nobody, and then say it. No. See, my thing is that I want to have a visual image in my head that corresponds to the person's name. I don't care what that name is. But I'm not going to sit there and read out like a paragraph and a half to refer to someone. So do we need a symbol for, for nobody <laughs> now like like Prince had? I mean, the nobody formerly known as Rich Paul or the nobody Emperor Mark, also known Intergalactic as, Space King. It's just too much. It, it is. I'm just like, okay, Rich Paul. That's why I say His Majesty. <laughs> you, you should, Michael, you shouldn't have said Prince. I got all kinds of Prince memories. We could be here for half a... Half a uh, half a uh, segment, half a minute at least. Well, uh, David, you wanted to talk about cops. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of uh, cops arresting children, so uh, they keep arresting me, and I'm not a six-year-old. And I was I a child like once. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a six-year-old, but I act like one sometimes, um, especially when I want to get my way. Uh, but anyway, so what's but uh, Aria? What's up? Uh, what what's up with your your people? They they keep arresting me. Who are my people? Well, the trannies and the well, the LGBTQ. It's right. It's right in the newspaper article. Go to go to the uh, the DailyLobo dot com and then find uh, the crime blotter from September twelfth. And and they they note right in there that I hate LGBTQ. Well, that would be you, wouldn't it? I don't know who you hate or don't hate, but you'd be well, LGBTQ. In the newspaper that I hate LGBTQ, it must be true. It's in the paper. They wrote it in at the university are newspaper. You, are you asking me true. to defend something written by a paper that I had nothing to do with? No, no, no. I'm I'm taking the roundabout way to getting so. So the, do do I do I do you, do you feel the hate for me to you? Do you feel it? I don't feel anything. I don't operate in the world of feelings. As a matter of, you know, just general practice. Okay, so I, well, I don't I just, care whether I you hate me or not. No. But not I can't sure say no are. because I'm, I'm... Do you feel I'm, like he hates you? Because I don't, th- I don't. I don't. I David, don't I don't it. feel like you hate Aria. I'm not feeling okay, it. Okay, good. Thank, thank you. Thank you. But in the paper, it says that I, that I, hate, that I hate them. And that would be well, Aria. That's Aria because is, when, <laughs> when you're a bunch of liberals, you live in the world where... Anybody who says something is based on their identity politics, and the worst thing you can possibly be is a straight white male, cisgendered male. So, you know, at that point, in order to have an opinion, all you can do is slide on a skirt and start talking an octave higher. What? (laughs) Yeah, what? You heard me, Aria. I know. I mean, he's not wrong. There, there's a large segment, and I was talking about this during the early parts of the show, where they they preached 
equality for such a long period of time, while what they were actually peddling was this long-term plan to push not equality, but oppression. I don't know that that's what their long-term plan was, but, you know, they arrayed themselves against a group of people as though they were the enemy. I never in my life said to myself, those darn gay folks and their stuff and what they're doing. I never said, you know, I hate this group for their ethnicity. I never said I hate that group for their gender. I never said that stuff. But there are people, in many cases, they managed to bubble to the top, the radicals. Those were, were passionately motivated within some of those groups that said they disliked me for features I was born with. Yeah, which and is sexism and sexual discrimination. The, the, the same, right. They stared into the abyss and the abyss stared back at them, right? It it twisted their mind in the way that they say the mind is twisted of these other people. Yep, and they've done the same thing with racism, where now being white is terrible and they don't seem to even grasp the notion that's not true that that's for the racism. vast majority, but for the few that it is, they're, they're just coddled. It's that it's okay. Eight five five four five zero three seven three three. David, thank you so much for the call. Let us know what you think about the entire ordeal. Eight five five four fifty three seven three three. Hey everyone, this is Charlie Shrem. You've seen me on the Netflix documentary Banking on Bitcoin and the new best-selling book Bitcoin Billionaires. I want to invite you to join me on my new show, Untold Stories, for a deep dive into crypto history with the people who made that history. Together, we'll explore the personalities and events that gave rise to Bitcoin and the crypto revolution, the innovation, the collaboration, the battles, and the busts. You'll have a front row seat to the early days of crypto up to today, and you'll hear from the folks who lived through it and survived to drive this movement mainstream. Untold Stories looks back to reveal what inspired some of the greatest minds on Earth to come together to create this technology and change the future for everyone. So join me and my guests, the techies and the traders, the entrepreneurs and the innovators, as we explore our past and understand what that means for the future. Listen now on untoldstories.com. That's untoldstories.com. This is Free Talk Live, talk radio that you control. Call in and talk about whatever is on your mind with the numbers 855-450-3733. With you tonight, it's Aria. Michael. And Mark. Which and, um, which which one of these amplifiers are we thinking here, Aria? The first night, okay. Monday yes, want to thank thank uh, amplifier Ellen. Uh, it, if you want to be an amplifier, just go to amp.freetalklive.com. And frankly, I think if you've been listening to our podcast or our streams for you know six months, you enjoy what you hear. That amplifying makes a lot of sense. Support what you enjoy. Value for value, as it were. And thank you, Ellen, for doing so. Ellen's a gold amplifier. Amp.freetalklive.com. I'm sure she would support you going there and signing up. It's amp.freetalklive.com. Very cool. So we're talking about an Orlando police officer who arrested a six-year-old girl, evidently, for kicking someone. And What about the eight-year-old? What did the eight-year-old do? Kick somebody because they tried to kick the cop because they tried to arrest their sister? 
I'm not sure yet. Let's get into the article to find out exactly what happened. So News 6 is asking Orlando police to release the results of their internal investigation after Officer Dennis Turner arrested a six-year-old and an eight-year-old on what they say are unrelated misdemeanor charges last Thursday. Okay. Now, the fact that this guy has already been suspended, that's a remarkably quick police investigation. It was a bad idea to arrest a six- and an eight-year-old. So I don't think, I mean, <laughs> like suspension. And by the way, a suspension is, it's just a paid vacation for these people. Yeah, pretty much. Well, Turner has been assigned to the Reserve Officer Program, and his duties have been suspended pending the outcome of an internal investigation. Okay, so they're still investigating him. It seems like it should be a pretty pretty quick and simple investigation, but hey, whatever. Well, I mean, you know, if they never told the guy in cop school, don't arrest anybody under the age of 11 or whatever. Here's the thing. And maybe he was out they that day. They did tell him that. Okay. Police told News 6 that per policy, if kids are under 12 years old, the officer must first get approval from a watch commander to arrest them. Well, that's what he should have done, and that's what I recommended from the uh, off the bat. And he didn't do so. The first transport officer was not aware. Maybe he missed that day of cop school, though. I mean, you know, they only expect you to pass by 80%. That's yeah, the part he didn't get. It's not like you have to know any laws. I'm just concerned that they have a policy for arresting people under 12 years old anyway. That that seems like something that should be rare enough that when it happens, they go, crap, we don't have a policy for this. We actually have to use our brains and act like we're thinking, functioning human beings. Well, isn't that what that policy of, of call the watch commander is for? So the watch commander can theoretically use his brain to decide whether this is a good idea or not? But I mean, it shouldn't exist Well, we don't have very policy. many tools when it comes to dealing with uh, criminals right and that means they don't have very many tools for dealing with kids either what do you i mean the schools are calling cops to deal with kids that carve their names in desks and these kind of things things that were at one point completely handled by uh, school officials are now handled by law enforcement and what do you i mean what do they do at some point their their hands are bound so th- we've we've eliminated so many punishments out there that basically incarceration is all you have left and then they put officers in every school and there was uh let's see the story that came out of florida i know because i was uh i think i i don't know at, at i i read this story about this kid and apparently he like it was either his uh, sibling or uh, some neighbor kid he like you know this big 11 year old a big 11 year old ddt's this kid and breaks his neck and kills him and you know he continues to wrestle with the body afterwards i mean you know the kid's a sick weirdo and you can only presume that he's been where lived in a uh, you know grown up in a sick weird house and what is law enforcement to do with this situation? The press gets a hold of the story, and, you know, you've got this big 11-year-old, you know, doing throwing the body of uh, his uh, neighbor friend off the top of the couch and then body slamming him with an elbow. I mean, it doesn't look good. No, Oh, that looks terrible. Now, my son's 11 right now, and... I certainly don't hold him responsible for all of his actions in the same way I would an adult. But Florida especially has set a precedent of holding 
juveniles responsible for adult behavior for a very long time. They've even, judges use terms like, this child has committed an adult act and must be punished as an adult. Now, I don't know how an adult commits a childish act and whether they should be punished. We should like, ask right, Je- if, Jeffrey Epstein. I've never heard if, of that. if I went to City Hall and spray painted my name on the side, would I then get a juvenile charge because this is a crime that should be considered by juveniles? Like, it doesn't make any sense. And, uh, you know, like, juve- if you're under the age of 18, you're not able to contract, you're not able to do a variety of things, then you shouldn't be held as responsible as an adult. What do we do? I'm I don't not know saying if I would that- go that far. What's that? I don't know if I would go that far. I don't think that that uh, you. Sh- I don't think you should be. If if that's what if we're going to live in a world where we, uh, you know, juvenile adults, um, you know, biological adults, teenagers, then, well, I don't know. And there's Florida. Believe me, was sending young people to the electric chair, and ultimately that resulted in them ha- the the Supreme Court ruling on that and saying that you can't send people under the age of eighteen to elect electric chairs. Right. But well, of, of course, people under the age of 21 can't make a decision to drink. It gets all very strange. No, but they can enlist and make the decision to go, you know, kill yeah. people for the it, United States Empire. As long as it's for the United States Empire, yes. Yeah. Well, they can do it in other countries as well, you know. Nah, you can really only, I mean, as a U.S. citizen, you're not going to do a very good job of signing up for too many other militaries. I don't know why we're limiting it to U.S. citizens. I thought oh, the, we were talking about Those are the ones the that Floridians are chit-chatting about. That's true. <laughs> But I mean, an Indian 18-year-old could certainly join the Indian military, so could a Pakistani. You probably can join at 17 there. I don't yeah. know. I mean, there's probably militaries in the world where you can join. I mean, you know, plenty of uh, African juntas are inscribing, uh, conscribing uh, children, child soldiers. There's definitely. There was a concerted effort in the United States military to go from soldiers that were averaged age 25 in World War II to soldiers that were averaging age 19 in Vietnam, and the reason was they they were certain that they could they found that they could get young men to fire on enemy soldiers in with deadly volleys better than they could older men. There were too many 25 year olds shooting above and below the enemy and not at the enemy. So they that, that's just, well, look. I, that's, is that why they did it? That's weird, though. Well, I I, I can cite a source. Uh, the book is "On Killing" by uh, Lieutenant Colonel. Shoot, uh, I have to check it out. But uh, yeah, I, I can't. Well, tell I'm not you. saying you're wrong. I don't disagree with you. I don't need a citation. I'm just saying it's weird to think that um, a 25 year old in in their prime, in their peak, would be less accurate than a 19-year-old who is not even... Oh, it's not about accuracy. It's about the unwillingness to kill your fellow man. It's David... Okay, so that that was the part that was not clear. Okay. Um, I don't. I don't like my stuff unsighted, so I, sure. I probably lost my concentration for a moment. Um, but so even if they were being shot at, they would tend to not shoot back at the enemy. That's correct. Okay. Well, that. That's, but the that's, enemy was uh, was wow. tended to be uh, pretty inaccurate too. Mm, good points. So. I don't know. The war as an, a whole idea is just absolutely horrific. So I'm, I'm not surprised. Plus, there was the draft for Vietnam and all of that, which caused them to there get There was people. a draft for World War II. Was there? Yeah, there's been a draft. There was a, basically a draft in the United States since— I, mean, I know it's existed, but it wasn't used to conscript soldiers, right? No, I think it, you can, they conscribed soldiers II? for World War II. Yeah, I think it was. Interesting. Well, I, I mean, don't know. I wasn't there. I, I, I That would be my guess. Um, but At any rate, someone under, and you know, small correction. Uh, there was no eight-year-old involved here. 
uh, there were two six-year-olds. Oh. oh, that's even worse. They just... Um, I thought the eight-year-old was a separate charge. Uh, no, Unrelated. well, they are separate charges, but neither of them were eight years old. I see. They were both six. six years old. It was initially misreported as eight gotcha. years old. Makes so a difference. The cops arrested two six-year-olds, one of them for battery. Doesn't say why the other one was arrested. 855-450-3733. Again, that's 855-450-FREE, as in free. This is Free Talk Live, talk radio that you control, 855-450-3733. Call in and talk about whatever is on your mind. With you tonight, it's Aria, Michael, and Mark. And we've been talking about this cop who arrested two six-year-old children, uh, now being suspended. CNN says he's been fired, uh, but who knows? Well, who knows which one is actually accurate? I mean, there's two conflicting accounts. One saying he was fired. One saying he was suspended based on how cops generally protect each other. I'm going to say he was probably not fired. I can't imagine that they would be able to fire him this quickly. No. So the grandmother. Even if he's going to get fired. I think that this is far too quick for that to happen. I tend to Just agree. Just to guess. Just to experience reading this kind of these kind of stories. Well, let's get into the phones. We got Raymond calling from Connecticut. Raymond, you're on Free Talk Live. Yes, sir. It doesn't make much sense to me to call a man a she. It's a horrific lie like you are. LRN.FM. A for effort. You're not from Connecticut. I tipped you some cryptocurrency earlier. Go on the Discord server and claim it. It's only one Satoshi. So... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it was mostly just to be a jerk. Oh, he's not even worth that. <laughs> no, but, um, you know, it's technically a nice gesture, so it's not like he can complain about it. It's like, how dare you give me money or whatever? But, I mean, to be fair, I don't care what you call me. I, I don't know why you think I would care. I'm also not a minister, so you suck at this. So the woman, the grandmother, evidently the six-year-old is being raised by the grandmother or... I don't know. It's not really clear. It does, especially in the South. And Florida is very much part of the South. It happens to the sort of families where six-year-olds, their six-year-olds get arrested, too. I don't want to say that, but you're not wrong. So uh, she received a call telling her that her six-year-old granddaughter had been arrested. That's a horrible phone call to receive for anybody. I can't imagine it happens very often. Do what? (laughs) You know? She said... I said, what do you mean? She was arrested. They said that there was an incident and she kicked somebody and she's being charged and she's on her way to jail. The grandmother recalled. There's been an incident where your six-year-old granddaughter kicked someone and we put her in handcuffs and are taking her to jail. To do a mugshot and everything. The grandmother said that her granddaughter was acting out in class, a side effect of a lack of sleep due to a medical condition. He says, what medical condition? She says she has a sleep disorder, sleep apnea. And he says, 
Well, I have sleep apnea, and, and I, I don't, don't kick behave people. That. Yeah, right. You're also not a six year old kid. Yeah, you're not six years I old. Sick sleep apnea. And you probably get enough sleep with your little machine on your face every night. <laughs> you know, for how they treat children as lesser beings who can't possibly think for themselves when it comes to any sorts of self determination that they don't want those children to be capable of. They also don't seem to have a hard time, as you were pointing out, applying adult standards to those same children. It's the ultimate paradox. They can simultaneously be too immature mentally to know whether or not they want to consent to sex, but simultaneously mature enough to know that it is absolutely immoral to even kick someone on the playground. But God forbid if they choose to have a drink. So that's definitely a really screwed up application of a double standard. I mean, that's... And they used to take kids to the jail and show them, if you continue this sorts of behavior, this may be the result. They never did that to six-year-olds, though, did they? I've never heard of a six-year-old getting that kind of scared straight treatment. I don't, well, I don't know. I'm not going to say it didn't happen. I'll bet you it has. (laughs) In the course of human history, that crap has happened. But it's got to be pretty uncommon. Probably as uncommon as six-year-olds being arrested. Now, I got, when I was in school, I got into a fair number of fights. Um, most of them actually weren't on the campus, but a few of them were. I never got arrested. The worst that happened to us was that we got paddled and sent back to class. And these were legitimate, full-blown fistfights. No one ever got arrested. Now, I don't now think you I, do. I got in fistfights at school and don't think I ever got paddled. I am so glad that I graduated high school before they put a cop in there. Yeah, because now you go to jail. No, you the cop get arrested. was in the high school that I was there. Really? Yeah. It wasn't when I was there. They put a cop in the year after I graduated. Okay. We had deputies that patrolled the school every once in a while. No, we had a school it, resource officer. Interesting. But at any rate, you weren't going to get arrested for, I mean, children fight. It, it's what they do. And adolescents fight. You put 16 raging hormonal boys into a room together and there will be a fist fight at some point. It's just going to happen. And, uh, you know, I mean, as people are figuring out how to uh, resolve conflicts and these sorts of things, it wouldn't, I, you know, it does not surprise me if some of them are going to resort to violence when, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's not like I've never imagined it. And I, I can't hold them into any higher standard than I do, than, than I hold myself. So there you go. You're absolutely right. I fully agree that by the age of adulthood, you know, a child should not, a, a person rather, should not be fighting. Well, but the kids, especially when they're fighting with kids about the same size, tend to not be as damaging. But I mean, a grown man, when he throws a punch or slams somebody to the ground, can literally kill them. And that's, you know, that's part of adulthood. You're supposed to have uh, figured out by adulthood that you can't just solve your problems this way. Yeah, but that's literally what the cop did to solve the problem. He used the same violence that he arrested the six-year-old kid for. Well, that's the only tool the cops have. Well, and that's where the six-year-old learned it. That's where all of society has learned it. We've created this oh, industry. I'm curious as to how the cop got called, right? Like, once the cop's called, then the machinations of the state go into play. Well, he was now, already there as a school resource officer. Okay, so this was at school? Yes. Okay. Um, where but, she acted out in class and kicked another child. I see. This six-year-old public menace to society. Yeah, well, Clearly 
a long-term threat. Seems I mean, to let's be just... somebody who should be taken to the you know the dean's office and have to deal with the, that whole uh, situation. I, I wouldn't even do that. Just hey, you're not allowed to kick people, and if you continue, that's doing where you it, start. You're going to go stand in the corner. For the rest of the class. Yeah, teachers are told not to handle disciplinary stuff in class any longer and that there's a disciplinary specialist and then, you know, send them to the disciplinary specialist and these kind of things. That's how it would have been handled in my class when I was a kid um, about this age. But, you know, they still have the principal's office and you could still end up going there. I spent my fair amount of time in the principal's office. Uh, They were the option of last resort, though. I mean, the teacher was going to discipline you if it was necessary. If they couldn't, for whatever reason, they would send you to the assistant principal or the principal, whichever one happened to be available. I don't know how they divvied up who was going to do what. Also, I don't know how this kick looked. Was it, uh, you know? Oh, the... I don't think she went all Bruce Lee on him. Who she knows? might have. <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, if she hauled back and said, I'm finna kick this person to the moon. You know, like maybe that's straight to the principal's office. And I don't know. And where did she kick the other person? Was she like kicked in the leg or kicked in the head? Kicked in the groin? I mean, there's a lot of painful ways one could be kicked. Sure. But I don't see a six-year-old being able to do the amount of damage by kicking that would justify an actual arrest. I can't imagine. uh, Well, neither did the police department. That's why they put the suspended the officer. Which is good. I mean, that's surprising. Yeah, it's surprising. Good news. All they know. The other six-year-old. It doesn't say. It's all about the. I mean, the cop really only had the choice of trying to uh, scare the kid, uh, you know, arresting that. Or yeah. just wandering off and saying, I don't know what I'm suppo- why I'm even here. You know? This is how kids learn not to trust the police. But when you put cops in schools and uh, kids do things that are arrestable, if adults do them, then it do- don't be surprised if the cops arrest the kids. If you're an adult and you kick someone in this sort of manner... We don't know what manner it was, but all right. Okay. Well, we can imagine, right? I mean, based on the odds, the six-year-old was probably not doing a flying Louis King. Wow. I can't remember his name now. The Mortal Kombat guy. I don't know. Well, doing a flying kick to the head, right? Six-year-old girl. Okay. She probably kicked them in their back or in their legs. If you did this as an adult, would you actually be arrested for battery? I tend to think not. It depends on the situation. Is really the short answer to that. And if you stand around and wait for the arrest. That's, yeah, also a good point. Hightailing it out of there, um, you know, probably nothing's going to happen. But it also depends on the other person's willingness to press charges against you. And I think most people would be like, that was stupid. You should get away from me, but I'm not going to have you arrested for this. This has been Free Talk Live. Be sure to go over to freetalklive.com to check out the show archives going back more than 10 years. For free. For free. All 100% free. Again, that's freetalklive.com. You can go listen to last night's episode and very soon tonight. Chronic pain, stress and anxiety, fatigue or lack of focus, dependence on opioids or opiates. John Bush here, owner of Brave Botanicals, inviting you to try a free ounce of Kratom, the controversial plant remedy the government doesn't want you to know about. Why, you ask? Well, it's big competition for big pharma. From grandmothers cutting Oxycontin to keep up with their grandkids, to young adults kicking Adderall and quitting drinking, more Americans are turning to Kratom to help them through the day. But the government won't stop us. When the credit card companies kicked Kratom to the curb, I accepted e-checks and crypto. 
When Facebook shut down my ad account, I did podcast interviews and advertised on Free Talk Live. And now to give a big F you to the man, I'm giving away Kratom for free. To get your free ounce of Kratom, go to freeounceofkratom.com, pay $5 shipping and handling, and I'll send you a free ounce. Visit freeounceofkratom.com to claim your free ounce today. That's freeounceofkratom.com. 